0: You're listening to Real Estate Investing Talks, a Simply Do It podcast. Your journey to success in real estate investment starts right here, right now. Here's Danny Bate Orr. And uh, happy Friday to you too, uh, too, Nirg, and uh, hi everyone, good to see you. Danny here from uh, Southern California, and obviously we're going to talk about real estate investing. We do this session uh, every Friday, or almost every Friday, Um, where the whole point of this session is to talk about real estate, and to have an opportunity for you guys to ask questions. Um, I bring my own topic every week, we do it uh, Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. So I bring my own uh, topic that I want to cover, different things. Hi Tal, good to see you. Hope you had a good time at the ski, or maybe you're still there. Um, And I'm mostly interested in having you bring uh, questions in, Um, so that'll be terrific. I would really appreciate uh, if you do some likes now, throughout, just because I heard, I understand it helps let other people know that there's a live event going on, so likes will be appreciated. Uh, we are in the life of the likes, of course. Uh, my topic for today is uh, basically how to get started, um, which, uh, you know, it's funny because I extensively talked about it last night in the lecture in Orange County. And I also want to mention uh, that I put a link in the comments that I'll be speaking live as a sense in live in the room, physically in the room um, in San Francisco on March 6th, 7 p.m and Sunnyvale, Silicon Valley on uh, Wednesday, March 7th. Actually, we start at 6.15. We do a, an early session, which we call it a power session for extensive Q&A, open room, open session for everybody. And then we start around seven with the content of the evening. So, uh, uh, so you are most welcome to join me. Uh, we will try to stream it. I don't know if it will work. Uh, last night we did stream. And even Tuesday, we did live stream it on Facebook apparently it only lets us stream up to an hour and 15 minutes so that's the majority of it um okay so let's get started again feel free to uh, post your questions and uh thank you for joining me uh throughout i'll be you know i'm more interested in getting your questions than delivering my own uh content for today but uh nonetheless i will so feel free to uh, post questions and i'll take them as i speak or when i'm done speaking the topic for today I com- i'm gonna try and keep it simple not going extensively like i did last night it's how to get started um, and you know the, the question of how to get started is, is it's kind of interesting to me that i never thought this is the the you know the the most asked question by investors for some reason i'm talking about people that we work with before we get you know we start working with them we ask them to complete what we call an intake form it's called the pre League intake form they, they put few few points few questions nothing too personal no social security anything like that and then we set up a meeting, right? So we, we have an intake form. Our intake form is, is in, you know, it's a many, 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 many hundreds, uh, beyond a thousand lines of intake from individuals. And um, this is just something that we've done in recent years. We haven't done, we don't have everybody that we work with in the intake, but we have well over a thousand lines of uh, intake from investors. And it seems like we did an analysis on the intake and we wanted to find out what are the top most asked questions by investors. And those are people who, for the, for the most part, attended our lecture, attended events that we bring. We put a lot of information out there. They have seen us speak or got educated by us before even coming to meet with us. And we say, give us your questions, part of the intake. And we saw that we realized that the number one most asked question by investors is how to get started which is on one hand very trivial. On the other hand, I was surprised. I didn't think that would be the number one ask question. So it was uh, surprising for me and uh, very good to, to realize. So how do you get started? Okay, let's, uh, and again, I'm not going to go extensive to uh, all the details and you know what you need to do and checklist and all of that. Let's keep it simple. So in the, you know, on the on the simplicity of it, I would say this. A lot of investors, when they get started, they're starting to, to run all over the place and start looking at, you know, at this investment type. Let's say, uh, you know, they're one week looking at one investment type in one market. And then the next week they're switching and going back and forth. I think as an investor, you pro- let's say you're a beginner. Okay. I know there are people here that are not, but let's say you're a beginner. You probably want to clarify what is it you want to accomplish first. So this is what you want to accomplish you know, long-term, short-term, more cash flow, less cash flow, how much money you have will probably help you decide where to put your energy, okay? Sometimes people don't really know how to start strategize or decide for themselves or even know the answers for those questions that are, you know, they're a little bit more uh, deep or, or, or extensive question of what do I want to accomplish? It's like a little bit vague. So, And if you're not working with someone that can help you clarify that, maybe take a month or two or three or four, And attend some events. Go to meetup. Go to, you know, attend some real estate investment events. Start getting into the zone of real estate investing. You know, if you're in a different country that doesn't have meetup, find those uh, other groups that they meet regularly. Start being a sponge, right? Don't decide. Be open-minded. Go see the guy who talks about flipping. Go see the guy who talks about mobile home. Go see the wholesaler. It's okay, you know. Spend some time seeing what's available out there but slowly start consolidating your effort, consolidating your mindset, your focus, okay? And try to focus on the one investment that seems the more relevant for you. If you can actually go and write down what is it you want to accomplish, it will help you decide before you even start looking at attending events, it will help you decide which one is relevant for you. If you're unable to do it at this point, just try to pick one that makes that... Fits your personality, fits your budget, fits your comfort zone, right? It's, it's, it's okay. You know, if you decide on a strategy, let's say, of buying self-storage, right? You know, units, which is okay, right? You're not marrying that strategy for life. You may do one or two investments like this or not even do any of them and decide that you need to switch. That's okay, right? But start somewhere. At one point or another, you probably want to stop attending real estate investment clubs and events. Okay, I do a lot of those events and I love it when you come in, but honestly, stop. Not for my sake, for your sake, because you're going to lose, you know, you're going to lose a, a focus here. Because what I see many times is investors going to, and I see it, in the, I've been doing it for many years. I have done um, web events, I, you know, between webinars, Facebook lives, uh, you know, and stuff like this, well over 500, right, over the years. Live event in the room that I'm speaking in the room with people sitting in the room, well over 300, probably 350, maybe 400 events, right? So I've been doing it for a long time, many years. I see a lot of investors, same people many times over the years and different people as well. And what I see many times, someone goes to an event and they spend time, you know, and they get excited by the speaker talking about, I don't know, uh, self-storage, you know, we started with this or apartment building. There's nothing wrong with it, right? And then they get fully excited and then they move on, you know, you know, and decide that's what they're, what they're going to do. And for the following week, this is exactly what they're focusing about. And then the following week, they go to another event. And this time, there's a, someone talks about uh, mobile home parks, right? Okay, wholesaling, whatever. And they get fully excited, decide to do that, and follow that for the, you know, for another week. And then on the third week, this time, there's a guy with an accent who talks about out-of-state rentals and flips. And they decide this is what they want to do and pursue and so on and so on. And all of a sudden, four months have gone by and they have done absolutely nothing. So, put it, put it like this. Take a time to determine what you want to accomplish. Map yourself first. What's my comfort zone? How much money I have? Can I get a mortgage, right, or not? Um, do I want to do it myself, like more involved in control or more, more actively involved? Right, because I have time or this is my personality or on the contrary, maybe I'm the guy who works so hard, have zero time to put into it or very minimal and I rather shift that, you know, that burden to someone else and I want to be a passive investor in a, in a, in a small or big fund, right? that does investment someone you know someone who who does like uh, raises money and i'm putting whatever 50 hundred thousand dollars, and they do all the work it's okay there's no right and wrong here there's only what is right right for you at the stage you are in you may be very busy right now and you rather let someone else handle most of the you know of the of the the, the decisions and, and the, the, the noise and maybe you feel that they're more comfortable and, and vice versa you don't have to change you can change those strategies as you move along but the important thing is take the 5 minutes and decide what is relevant for you budget financing time that you have available comfort zone experience you got to face those questions once you face those questions it will really help you say those strategies are not relevant for me and those strategies are relevant for me and now you, you come down and say okay, you know what i decided that i want to do you know i'll be very i'll, I'll shock you now rentals out of state because it makes perfect sense to me and I want to buy it, you know, uh, myself. And then in that aspect, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to do it with someone else that will help me like we do with investors that will walk me through the path that they have, you know, processes and systems in place. Or I want to do it by myself. I don't need any coach, any guidance, any network. I'll find my own engine. I'll find my own property managers. I'll analyze my own property. It's, it's all okay. Decide what's right for you and continue to the next step. Okay. Now the next step would probably be setting up your finances. You need cash. How much? You're gonna go with qualify for a mortgage. Can you qualify for a mortgage? Um, do you know what the steps are? Find, you know, finding how to who to work with, where to work with, all of those things. You gotta start taking it one, one step at a time. Now, now that you have, you decided on your strategy. You know your financial standing or your starting position financially now you have to know you have to ask yourself do i know how to look at deals not just find deals but really evaluate them and analyze them properly okay and if you do great then you're ready to the next step if you don't then find you know spend some time um on learning how to evaluate and analyze deals it's very very important right otherwise what i see many investors are doing or beginners is they're signing up to some some mailing list right And they're starting to get emails. Now, how would you know if a property is excellent, good, or poor investment if you don't know how to evaluate and analyze the property, right? So, the next thing I suggest is before even, you know, specifically analyzing financially or evaluating altogether, set your benchmark criteria, your baseline, right? Your baseline should be, for this type of investment, this is the minimum what I'm looking for. For example, if we're looking at, at a single family home investment as a rental, you probably want to say, okay, I want, I'm looking for at least three bedrooms, two bathrooms, 1,200 square feet, purchase price up to one fifteen, cash flow at least 100 bucks a month, right? Whatever, 200, whatever you decide. The ROI at least 10% annually or higher. Um, you know, maybe. Uh, lot size, maybe gar- gar- garages, couple, maybe age, no, and, and not older than, than than 20 years or no, or not, not older than 10 years, whatever, and you set that baseline for yourself. Once you have that baseline set, every property that comes into your inbox, you take your baseline here, hello baseline, right, and then your property, you look at them like this and say this is my baseline, this is the property, D- is there a match Or is the property exceeding my baseline, matching my baseline, or worse than my baseline? If it's worse, forget about this property. If it's matching, consider it. If it's exceeding, absolutely consider it, right? At least to move to the next level of making offers. Most investors that I work with or know don't even take five minutes, five minutes to set their baseline. And if you don't have your baseline, how would you know if a property is good or bad? For you, not for me. By the way, you and I can look at the same property and have a different conclusion about it. But I know my baseline. Do you know do you know yours? Can you really take a property and say, okay, it is good or it is bad? How are you gonna make a decision? By the photos? Or by some information someone sent you that it could be more accurate or less accurate, right? You gotta you gotta compare it to your baseline and see if that baseline makes sense. Okay? So it's really important, you know. In my mind before you start signing up to databases or mailing lists and start looking at markets and start you know kind of running all over you know the place take the time to actually prep yourself map your you know map your map your position um set up the criteria decide on a strategy right decide on your baseline right only then it makes more sense to start actually looking at properties everything i told you so far has nothing to do with a specific property, right? We haven't talked about a single property just yet. It's all about the preparation, okay? And remember, even if you decide to go on out-of-state rental properties right now, maybe in two years, you say, you know what? It's working okay, but um, I wanna do something else now. I actually wanna move to the next level, which is building, you know, being a developer who builds new construction, you know, properties. I'm just making it up, right? Maybe, or invest in, a, in apartment building. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with changing strategy. The biggest challenge I see for investors, they don't take the time to prepare themselves. Then they're running around like crazy. I see investors like, what do you think about Philadelphia? What do you think about Atlanta? What do you think about Jacksonville? What do you think? What, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? Who knows? And then six months, a year later, I meet with them and they're exactly in the same position. What have you done? Nothing. Why? They can't you know, focus, right? They're letting the noise dictate their, you know, dictate their, uh, their, um, the noise or the lack of focus dictate their ability to actually execute. If you are someone who's attending all those meetings, such as meetups, again and again and again, there's nothing wrong with it. At some point or another, you probably want to stop. Okay. That creates more noise. You know, if you're attending meetings and executing and investing, good for you. Go on. Right. But if you're not executing... This is all talk right let me tell you something you are not a real estate investor if you're ju- or you're not investing in real estate just by attending meetings even if a speaker tells you you're here you're real estate investors you ain't. you want to be an investor you want to invest in real estate you actually have to pull the trigger do something about it so try not to run around like crazy and actually focusing that's very very important especially at the beginning and you know what one other thing sometimes i speak to, to beginners And they're already talking to me at house number four. How many houses have you purchased? None. Why are we having discussion on on the fifth mortgage when you don't even have a single mortgage? How is this relevant, right? I know it's a concern. I know you want to scale. You know what? Put that noise aside. Focus on house number one. Obviously, it's the most difficult one for most investors. Cross that bridge. Perfect. Let me tell you a story from today one of today from a, a 10, you know, an hour and a half ago i spoke to one of my investors that i is actually a very good friend lives in the bay area he did multiple investment in his life passively not a lot of them but he worked with someone another friend of ours who did the investments for him and every investment he did for a few years real estate ones they didn't work well you know uh, for him they were okay but he was always disappointed from the results right by the way I, w- I didn't really approve the investments he did, but that was their decision, right? What can I do about it? They, they're not asking me what to do. They're just, I give them my opinion. A year and a half ago, actually, almost two years ago, a year and a half, uh, a little bit over a year and a half ago, he called me up and say, okay, Danny, you know, I saw you sp- uh, speaking a few, several months ago. He's a good friend. We know each other well. He says, I'm ready. Let's do it. But I got to tell you something. Before we, 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 we do anything, I have, I have such a bad experience. And disappointment is like, I feel like every time I make an investment, I bring the jinx into the investment. And I told him, listen, if you will listen to me, it's not going to be a smooth sail, right? There are going to be some bumps on the road. It's going to be a little bit, you know, rocky road, but not catastrophic. Please listen to me. I will guide you through. I know it will be okay. Okay. And I told him, what is an okay for you? How at what point of time would you say, you know, you could look back after owning the property and say, Everything is fine. We, you know, went well, and he said, "I need at least one year, of, of, owning that property to make sure nothing is catastrophic in terms of vacancies and repairs and all of those things. If this will work for at least one year with relatively no noise, I know there's going to be some, then then I'll know it, it's okay, right? On the one we did, he he followed my advice. We we bought, you know, uh, you know, a first house for him." We went through all the steps, no red flags whatsoever. He did have some vacancies. He did, you know, he did a result, you know, the first renter came in at about $75 below what we were planning on the on the uh, you know, on the uh on on the analysis when we were doing the deal. He said that's okay, I understand that could happen. It's, I'm still positive cash flow nicely, so it's okay. You know, so I'm not at 425, I'm 350. I live with it comfortably. Not no harm I was expecting the house would be re- rented within a month. It took a month and a half. It's all good. You know, when the tenant moved out, there's a new tenant came in. It took another month. It had some repairs. No drama. I mean, a little bit, but varies. everything that I expected to happen that you told us did happen. We're good. And on a, on a one-year mark, I put a note to myself to call him up and say, are you ready for the next one? He says, honestly, everything is well. I'm just not ready right now because I'm busy with my life and my company is going IPO. Blah blah blah. Okay, that's fine. I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna deal with it at the moment. But everything is fine. There, you know I don't I I no longer think I'm jinxing my own investment. Today about an hour and a half ago we spoke. He said that's it. I'm ready financially. I have the money. I'm ready mentally. All of this, I'm buying two more. Let's move on. And we talked about fine-tuning what should he do next, where, what, etc. Kind of iron iron those things. And he completely changed his mindset, thinking I'm always jinxing my investment, and now he's just saying no, everything is fine. And he said things were not smooth, you know, but exactly like you told us and we expected. So be ready for that. That's okay, right? Um, just make smart decisions along the way. So I want to give you. Maybe one last suggestion that I see that works very well for some of my investors when it comes to especially starting. Every once in a while, I get to, to meet two investors, like two friends. I'm not talking about husband and wife or, or, or you know spouses. I'm just talking two friends. They decide, you know, for, they met each other. Either they're longtime friends or just met recently, but they decided that it will be beneficial for them to walk the path of investing, at least the the first steps together, right? Every time I see two, not more than two, three is too noisy, two friends coming together saying, we will, you know, we will invest, you know, we want to do what, we want to walk the path together, right? Let me be very, very clear. They're not looking to buy together a property. They're just saying, we're gonna walk the path of buying each our own property, but the path will do with you together. This is a recipe for success because that means they have someone to talk to. There's someone that holds themselves accountable. They may meet on a weekly basis to discuss, evaluate, or do something. So there is a there is a progression on their comfort level. So they're already walking the path together, helping each other, and then making you know decisions. Basically making the decision together, but each for his own property. Every time I see that recipe, I know that it's going to be a success. Okay. If you have that person in your life, at least now that you're starting, that can help you walk the path. Right. And it doesn't have to be someone you know well. It, it needs to be someone that really wants to accomplish what you're trying to do at the same time. Right. Around, around now. Grab that person. Say, "Hey, let's do it together. Let's walk the path together, right? We will help you with that if you want. Of course, we'll be happy to help you. But I see the you know that increases the success of of uh, um, completing a deal. So finding a partner or a, I call it an investment body, not a partner, will really help, especially the beginner. That will be my suggestion. The second suggestion I talked about earlier is, you know, set your baseline of criteria for a property so you can evaluate it properly and analyze it properly and you'll be much more prepared to pull the trigger right so if, if i wrap it up and if you have questions by all means i'll be happy to take them of course if i wrap it up here's a couple of things take the time to decide what is is it you want to accomplish map i call it map yourself where are you financially can you get a mortgage how much time you have what's your comfort level what's your experience try to get those Abstract questions answered in order to match the the investment strategy. That'll be number one number two Decide on the strategy at some point sooner or later Stop attending meetings that are just making noise in your life and creating you know or you're losing focus So don't attend meetings all the time real estate clubs meetings at some point stop going it will help it actually will benefit you Okay, maybe not at the beginning later. So number two Uh, stop going to the meeting decide on your strategy find an investment body okay not more than one three is going to be noise two is excellent and set your baseline right when you sign up to a database and you get start getting properties you know coming your way you want to be able to evaluate them and know if it's a good match for you what you're trying to accomplish and you want to be able to do it quickly too today's market most metros things are moving fast and if you're slow, you're just gonna you know just gonna miss on another property and another property, and that will just feed your frustration. Okay. Hopefully that helps. I am done with what I wanted to cover. Of course, there's more to it. I'll be happy. I see the first question coming in. I'll be happy to take more questions, of course. And I'm just uh, reminding you that uh, I put a, a link before I take your uh, question, Gabriela. I put a link uh, to our uh, event. Oh, sorry, events that we are having live in the room right the term live is always uh, very confusing now live in the room in san francisco on tuesday march 6th and live in the room in sunnyville right we could actually touch each other um you know, you know and see each other in the room on wednesday uh, march 7th we start at 6 15 with a pre-session, we call it the power meeting, which is just an fancy word for an extensive Q&A. And if you cannot make it at 6.15, don't worry about it. Show up at 7. And at 7, we're going to start with the actual content. We're actually teaching. It's a class. It's not a networking event. It's not a hype event. It's not, you know, something that we're not going to sell you boot camp and we're not going to sell you coaching programs. We're just going to talk about real estate and teach you and share with you you know, the experience that we have had uh, over the years, which is a quite extensive one, right? Quite extensive one. All right, questions. Thank you for the first one uh, for breaking the ice. How do you narrow down a market area to start investing in? Excellent question. Um, I would say when I work with investors on, on, on tackling this point, I what I try to do is this. There's, first of all, the budget, okay? How much, you know, how much uh um how much you can afford so for example if you have only thirty thousand dollars with a mortgage some of the markets we are in you're not going to be able to 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 execute because they're a little bit more expensive not a lot more but just let's say they're are two hundred thousand and that one you know thirty thousand will not take you all the way to two hundred thousand dollar home so right there there's elimination then i try to um to see what are your concerns in terms of vacancy and growth and kind of surface all those points. And I'm actually coming to a conversation of, of a market, not by determining across the board, but I'm actually trying to determine based on what is relevant for you, for your budget, for your concerns, for your, you know, what is it you want to accomplish? When we talk about markets, we're also talking about your plans as well. That's the only time I want to talk to you and and, uh, um, uh, and see what is it you're trying to accomplish altogether? Because that will also help decide which market. So the answer is not there's a clear path, how I go about deciding which market? I don't have a clear path. I have a clear conversation, a discussion with you, and you're different, Gabriela, than someone else is here, budget-wise, concerns-wise, um, um, you know, bigger plan-wise, and I wanna, you know, I wanna reveal, I wanna surface those points with you. And based on that, try and provide you my best recommendation, you know, for you. I don't come with an answer because I don't know the answer. I want to discuss that with you. So there's not, for me, there's not have been never a clear-cut answer. I have markets that I like for one reason or another. That doesn't mean they're relevant for you, okay? So it's a it's a very good question because one of the things, and we, I think we even had a a, a you know a, a, another session about it two three weeks ago is I see people that are behaving like herd. They're just following the herd. They're going to Atlanta. Why are they going to Atlanta? Because their friends went to Atlanta, right? It may have been that their friends went to Atlanta and invested there three years ago. It's a different market today, right? You know know what? Honestly, don't tell my Atlanta people, right? Because I have a few people in Atlanta that I work with we are leaving atlanta we're not going to atlanta we are exiting atlanta it's been more you know it's probably been the most nightmare market in terms of tenants and quality of people than everything i've ever seen right so i have investors that are selling i have already you know sold and i have investors that are selling you know and they're taking they're not selling because they want to you know they want to liquidate they're selling because they're shifting their money to, to another market because we are all had it with Atlanta in terms of the, the amount of noise. So, just give you an example. You're following the herd, right? And you're just saying, oh, my friend, he knows, right? He went to Houston four years ago. It's a different market. Who says it's relevant for you? Maybe yes. I'm not saying it's not, but maybe not, right? So, that's what I'm trying to work with investors and actually not come up with. I don't have a blank answer. It's a discussion, it's different. I have investors. That their objectives is actually to buy cheaper properties because they want to buy many. On the other hand, so so what, some of the markets we are in, such as maybe Tampa, is not relevant for them. On the other hand, I have investors saying, no, 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 I rather buy more expensive properties and a smaller number instead of many properties, and then you know, maybe we don't we won't go to Indianapolis, but we'll go to Nashville or Tampa. Right? So it's all different. Okay. Now, if you have taken the time to to sit down and decide on those points, right? Even in a very general, vague term, but at least you've been through a little bit of a mental exercise, it will help you tremendously, okay? Thank you much for the question. Uh, Let's see if we have any other questions coming in. I'm gonna wait for 30 seconds or so. Usually it takes time for the questions to pop up. And if there are no other questions, and hello, thanks for joining a little bit late we're almost done we're good to see you wow i'm looking at the names i'm like i'm honored there's people that i haven't seen or talked to for a long time so good to see you guys wow i'm not going to go through the entire list but i see people that wow i don't know if Tzachi's is still here good to see you my friend it's been a very very long time okay i don't see other questions coming in I hope you benefited from today. I hope to see you in one of our future lives events or live in the room events coming up in the Bay Area. Have a terrific weekend, restful weekend. Um, If you want to contact us, by all means, do so. However you feel comfortable, email, Facebook, Skype, whatever. We don't really care. And thank you for taking the time. Have a great, great weekend, everyone. Bye-bye. Congratulations! You're one step closer to success in real estate investment. You've been listening to Real Estate Investing Talks with Danny bate To learn how Simply Do It can guide you through the real estate investment process and achieve nationwide success, visit us on the web at simplydoit.net. Thanks for listening.